Okay, hi, and welcome to the next episode of Tower After Hours. This is a new voice welcoming you to the podcast today. Woo! This is Kelly, um, and I'm kind of leading things today because uh, Mike Mattis wanted a podcast break. This is the first all-girls Tower After Hours We episode. have a total chick show today. Girls no rule, Mike's boys rule. No Mike Mattis. <laughs> Girl power. So, um, this is Kelly, and I also have Kimber. Hello. And Alyssa. Hi. And Maddie. Hi. And we have some topics, and we have some beverages, and we have some Starburst, and we are ready to go. So I'm going to start off things <laughs> by calling on... Ooh, Ooh it's like a moment! Kimber. Ah, <laughs> I knew it. So my topic today is about a blog that I read from Moz that was talking about influential links, links leading back to your site. And there was a blogger who ran a test on what kinds of links and content were getting the most click-throughs on other websites. And the four that they found that were competing against other types of links, they were getting about an average of 20,000 more clicks were in these four 20, categories. 20,000. 20,000 more clicks. You don't say. This is a really popular company, so it's not like, okay. you know. Okay. So we're highly emotional. <laughs> they had a broad appeal to a mass audience. They were comparison driven, so it's like comparing social media sites, um, like or like products. comparing places that got Instagram the most. Um, and they were pop culture themed, pulp culture <laughs> themed people. Pop. Word is pop culture. <laughs> pulp orange juice, love it. <laughs> I feel like you were so say. I was reading this and I found I found it interesting because I think we think a lot about highly emotional or emotional advertising or emotional marketing as being a good content technique, but I never really thought about it in terms of a link building technique before, creating link content that includes all four of these things. And part of me feels like it's a great idea because I know that people have feelings and they're driven by their feelings to make consumer decisions. So you should play on those emotions. But I was wondering how everyone else felt about emotional marketing, pros and cons. I have no emotions. Just That's kidding. True. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> Anish, an initial con that comes to mind is, I know this is probably a pro for everybody, but I hate horses. So, like, the Budweiser, <laughs> the Budweiser commercials with the horses, the Clydesdale, that whole business, no. What about the no, dog, though? There's always but, a dog in there. But the puppy, that little guy always gets you me. You get down with the puppy. But the horses, No. Really? Anything involving horses. You look like an equestrian. That is rude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like emotional advertising can go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say that, like, the Budweiser commercial or the... Have you guys seen the Secret Clinical commercial? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's, like, it's recent. It's this girl... I think her name is, like, Jane. Oh. She's in the mirror, like in a bathroom Mm -hmm. and she's like you can do this she's like it's almost like and then at the end it talks about like she's taking the first step at beating stress Mm. but so I mean it's it's kind of like she's giving herself a a pep talk in her office bathroom like I don't know if it's the middle of the day or what but I can't say that that drives me to go buy secret clinical deodorant 
I can't say the Budweiser commercial. But that's probably what you do at work every day. Oh, I give myself a pep talk in the bathroom, yeah. like, regularly. Sometimes I stand with my hands, my arms in the super, Superman position if I want to, like, <laughs> pump myself up for things. <laughs> confessions, confessions with Kimber, the yeah, new see, podcast. There's, there's an image we won't be able to wipe from our brains for a while. But I, I guess the, I guess the question and the, the point I feel is that emotional advertising sticks with you and you remember it, but does it actually drive no. you to convert? I don't think so. I'm not drinking Budweiser. Mm-mm. You'll click through a link, but what I think it's more important what the content drives yeah. you to do. Like I'll afterwards. watch, I'll watch the commercial, mm-hmm. or I'll like if I see it online. I'll certainly watch it and I'll probably talk about it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to up and change Oh, what I buy. The other morning. I think a lot of advertising is like that, though. It can stick with you no matter what it is. If it is, like, funny mm-hmm. or emotional, it can stick with you and you can remember that as, like, a good piece of marketing. But, yeah, I don't know that the any other, or any marketing or advertising is really going to change your... The other morning... One of our coworkers was watching a video and he cried a little. Yes. And then he sent the video <laughs> to me and Kelly and we said, What are you crying about? Because yeah. we're so, cold hearted women. You guys yes. have no emotions. With no emotions. Right. I'll cry at everything, but I didn't cry at that for some I didn't reason. cry at that. And I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> I don't remember what it well, it wasn't for a product, it was just a social video. Oh. But I couldn't get into the video because I was so Focus distracted on, on the fact that the headline didn't was match. misleading. Yeah. Mm. Click pandering. Clickbait. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was going to say about emotional advertising. If it feels real and authentic, yes. I, if it's just, tr- like, you're just doing everything you can to, like, drag out someone's emotions, mm-hmm. I think people can spot that. People are getting smarter about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense for this this example you brought. Of course, they're going to get more clicks. They're going to increase that those stats. But is that what you is that what a company a brand wants? Like you're investing thousands of dollars in creating a video, right? Or you know, in the actor and the t- it's there's a lot of investment and can't you can't necessarily correlate that. To a sales. Does it correlate to brand identity? Yeah. Maybe that's all that emotional marketing is successful at. I think it's more important what you do once they get there than getting them. Well, I shouldn't say that, than getting there. You should get them there, obviously. But if they're just getting there and they find it funny and they click out, then what's the point? Okay. So so here's another example. What we talked about Budweiser. What about the Dove? The, um, The little girl? The women's. This was like a couple years ago. It was like the Dove Inner Beauty. Oh yeah, okay. Like they, that was very wait, emotional. Mm-hmm. The little girl one, or like the women drawing themselves. Women drawing <gasps> themselves. Oh yeah, that got to me. So that's okay. emotional marketing. Mm-hmm. I used Dove because it was relatable, right? And they were really targeting their audience with mm-hmm. that one, right? So, but if you make a, if you make a crappy product, it doesn't matter. And not that I'm anti, I'm not anti Dove. I prefer other brands to Dove. But, no. Again, confessions of Kim expensive, affordable brands on a 23-year-old's budget. Yeah. But, I, but it's, it's branding. Right. More than anything, it's about branding, which I think leads... But I feel like that probably put people over. Yeah. Yeah. But branding. But branding, Kimber. But branding leads really well, I think, oh. into another topic. 
Kimber is trying to transition. <laughs> yes. The topics. The transition that is has my begun. Job. <laughs> I am sitting here at the end of the table, and I have the main microphone. So it says stay in your man. lane, Timber. <laughs> it does say boss man, man on it. Boss man. Um, I think that would be a great time <laughs> to segue into Alyssa's branding topic on branding. <laughs> so, um, I am the least unprepared today. I but sometimes you. that leads to the best conversations, so we'll... I mean, obviously. So, um, recently we've had, we've had, not that we've had clients that are unsure of their branding, but we have clients whose branding is very specific, and they've actually done a really good job at identifying what their brand is and the voice of their brand and um, best practices to portray their brand, um, but I would say that... More recently, we've had, not struggles, but we've really had to spend time making sure that the brand voice and the brand messaging is consistent. So I guess my question for the group is how can we successfully merge your brand voice and your brand identity on things like your website Mm -hmm. and your press releases and your... Um, more traditional marketing tactics with things like your social media message. Mm-hmm. How do you, how are they consistent? How do you say, well, this is our brand, but from a search standpoint, we mm-hmm. have to use words that you as a brand don't. How do we yeah. bridge that gap to keep the brand intact, but also do what we need to do to get results? So the first thing that jumped out at me when you were talking about this was the exercise that we underwent with all the clients um, at the start of the year when we kind of developed the brand personas. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has helped me doing content for people, having that picture of that we've kind of built of that person that I'm kind of talking to when I write the content. And I think, you know, utilizing brand personas, and we found that sometimes a website brand persona is different than a social brand persona, and you just kind of have to keep those in your head so that you know you're talking to the right person in the way that they want to be talked to. Maddie, would you say that messaging on social should be much more relaxed than, even if you're in an industry that's fun? And relaxed in in itself. Yeah. So then your social be even even more relaxed. But how do you not risk, you know, your professionalism as well? I think people are are on social in the beginning to relax and to take their mind off Mm -hmm. things. So if they're being hammered by ads or by salesy pitches Mm -hmm. or all of that kind of business that we don't like to post, they're not going to be a fan of ours. Mm-hmm. You have a, a few clients here at Tower, and I know that you talked about this in like even a previous position where they are very, like you have clear cut do's and don'ts mm-hmm. on what you can like share on social. Mm-hmm. And that has to make it tough sometimes to kind of like find a different way just a different path. Yeah. You, you think like, okay, I know this product. I know this service. I definitely have an idea of where I want to take social. And they're like, yes, but 
we really don't want to share those types of things. And then you kind of have to like... I think you really have to to play uh, devil's advocate with that. Like Mm -hmm. say, okay, I really want to post this, but what would this exact person say? Or what would somebody comment? Like if you're thinking of the person who always comments something negative on a photo or something like that, what could that person possibly comment? So you do have to think pretty negatively when you're trying to think positively. Oh, I feel like that <laughs> that's like your dream job. You need yeah, thinking negatively and pretending to be positive is my dream job. Um, but I feel like that's got to be some kind of like Pinterest quote what you said. Yes. yes. There. Like, I'll get that on Pinterest. Okay. You will. <clears throat> I mean I guess there's a ton of misconception about the approach to writing content on social, the way you write content on social is not the same way that content marketers write for mm-hmm. web copy. So, you know, that's kind of, if there's one person doing that job of both, one person is managing the website, which a lot of our clients do, you know, they are one person marketing department. They have to manage the website, but then they also have to keep their social profiles active so how do how can you just switch those brains? Luckily for us, we have two people who mm-hmm. can focus on each area. I don't know how it's it's really tough and I'm not sure I'm not sure if we have any tips for those people on how to do that. I feel like it's always better, I would say on content on your site or social media content, it's always better and I always find that I have an easier time writing when I feel like I'm talking to a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, and it's very conversational as opposed to the times where I have to kind of put on the hat where I'm talking, like, I don't want to say down to a person, but I have to feel like I'm... You're informing it, them. Yes, like, in imparting wisdom on yeah. them. Mm-hmm. That's always... A little bit of... But I think going back to what you said earlier, I think if you zero in on those personas... Yeah. The difference between your social and your website persona, that would, that for me would really help mm-hmm. to switch the brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that my struggle with SEO is when we have clients who want to use um, keywords or phrases that align more with their brand, but they're not what people are searching mm-hmm. for. And it's, it's all about a balance and it's about a compromise. And, you know, sometimes you do have to find ways around it and find get creative and and find different techniques and uses for keywords that you wouldn't normally. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard. It's a hard balance. Yeah. It's probably, you know, at that point, and I know this is something that you're currently, you know, getting ready to do, but you, you know, just have to kind of have a heart to heart with that client and be Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're going to respect the the words you want to use and the way that you want to say things, but you're going to have to understand that this is going to make it much more of an uphill battle for us. And we're ready to tackle it and let's go, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, there's going to be a lot more hurdles along the way. Mm -hmm. Preach. Preach. (laughs) All right. Who's left? I'm looking at Kelly, you didn't go yet. You're so uh, looking at a mirror. <laughs> I can't tell you, I'm on such a power trip here. Um, no, oh, go ahead. Ooh, ooh, I'll go. You did have a really great topic, Maddie. So you I want to. So? I do. Okay. So I love everybody. <laughs> I feel responsible for like creating a segue. She Since just, we're talking Alyssa about writing said, on social, Alyssa said "preach" and then just made eye contact with me. <laughs> that was her transition. Okay, so I want to talk about Facebook 
and how it is still around and still kicking. Um, but as a social network, it is definitely waning. So few people are, are actually using it to socialize. So Facebook has seen a decline in, I'm air quoting, original sharing and, the, and people are more likely sharing articles or funny videos or funny photos. Um, clearly. Is that better for they're hysterical. though? Right. Right. So, um, what, so I want to talk about what Facebook is actually doing. Not if everybody's jumping ship. It's a W. Can I talk? No. (laughs) So I want to talk about what Facebook Facebook is actually doing to change as people are changing. Push through how they interact. Push through it. So for example, the original sharing, I remember when I was in college (laughs) and I would go out to a party or a bar I would bring a digital camera. <laughs> Time out. No. I hope you were 21 uh, plus. Yes. I was 21 okay. before my junior year in college. Perfect. So I had two years of legal dragon. Dragon. Um, <laughs> I would bring, we would bring our digital camera yeah. out. Yeah. We would take photos. We would wake up the next morning and we would upload Blood. the photos mm-hmm. that were to perfect. Facebook. <laughs> yep. 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 We would upload the appropriate photos, just as, as Alyssa mentioned. And then we'd put them on Facebook. So nothing was instant. What mm-hmm. was the name of your album? Oh, we would come up with weird ones. Thirsty Thursday. No. I have one. Creative face- ones. I have one Facebook album that's like, I'm I'm calm and cool like the other side of my pillow. <laughs> no. No. And that's not true at all. Okay. So. I'm tense and oh, uptight like, Instagram- like a diamond from coal. <laughs> that's you. Instagram did not it's exist. <laughs> oh yeah. In college, thank God. Um, oh, it did for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I forget how old you are. Because if you haven't heard yet today, Kimber's twenty three. Kimber's twenty three. <laughs> okay. Not, I'm not twenty three today. Oh, you are. No, but I mean I am. You're telling us daily, and I'm just okay. So let's move on. This is today's talking. announcement. <laughs> So I want to talk about what Facebook is doing to change as people are changing how they interact with it and what that means for marketers. We're listening. So people are using Messenger Mm -hmm. on Facebook. So it's not even public. It is now a private conversation that people are using. Oh, I was going to say something. Go ahead. Question about Messenger. (laughs) Remember when... Remember when there was this whole thing you shouldn't use the Messenger app on your phone because yes. Facebook is stealing your data. Yes. Yes, I remember. Is that true? No. Are they reading your private conversation? I'm, I'm sure they are. I don't care. I'm not yeah, I was going to say, anything. go ahead yeah. and be okay. bored to absolute death. <laughs> no, but like they were, like, wasn't it they were they were going to be using data from your phone? Yeah. Like it might that have taken you your pictures. Share? Your like pictures. Into your picture. That's it. I yeah. know. People are always complaining about Continue. something. It's all about security. It is. Big brother, yo. Um, so another thing is the live video streaming. Holla. Um, so now you that. can stream live video on your Facebook wall mm-hmm. that people can watch as you are shooting the video. Um, because people, the latest number pulled is... People are watching 100 million hours of video per day on Facebook. Ugh. Why? So I don't have time for that. Video. But it automatically plays. But right. why Some would you want? Anymore. Why would you want to live stream? 
Like, I know Good Morning America because does it's, it. Because I feel like it's trying to be more relatable to Instagram. Because you can post a video But isn't right this there. where you can, re- you can, like, live record? Like, yes. we could be live posting to Facebook right now. We should right live... Now. Yes. I don't look into that. <laughs> yes. Um, Tune in next month. <gasps> yes. Yes. We have the phone stands. So... The, the plan is that go live, like the live videos will rise to the top of feeds. So you can see the people that you're following, what they're doing right then and there. You get a notification for that. Yeah. So that yeah. could be another way just to heighten the... Like so-and-so's live right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like Periscope. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know Facebook's trying about. to do it all. I don't know. I don't... I feel like Facebook started off as this... It was a social network yeah. for college students. Only. To, college students only to get to know people, to become friends, That's whatever what else they wanted to find out. It is no longer a social network. It's not. And I, it's, I feel like it's become this... I'm not saying that it's irrelevant. I just think it's turned into something that's not the Facebook that we right. think it is anymore. It's a, mo- I got it's a friend, monster. When I, I did not join Facebook until I had a college email address mm-hmm. because that's how it used to be you right. couldn't join until you, you had, had co- you don't yeah. remember this don't i don't, don't i don't remember it i joined so i don't remember that but i was on facebook at a very young age i'm telling and by Bruce, a young, and by a young age you mean 20 23 no i was on facebook when i was about 14 15 that's years not old. safe well that'll be on the next podcast that's not safe. so <laughs> i joined when i got the college email address and then i joined as the penn state network and you're automatically... I got so many friend requests from people who lived in mm-hmm. my dorm building that I didn't know. And I was like, okay, they're going to be my new best friends. Except, except, except. Now, if somebody friends me and I don't recognize them immediately, I'm like, Goodbye. no. Mm-hmm. No, sir. And sometimes when I do recognize them, yeah. I'm still <laughs> <like>, no. <laughs> Grumpy cat. Is that why you haven't accepted my friend request? You're my friend. <laughs> you're all my friends. Okay, the next thing you want to talk about is... Uh, your Facebook profile video. Yes. I have one of those. I know. I have one of those. Why do you still you have one? Down? No, I took it down um, because I was... Oh, just, okay, just I'll just say. Fun. Girls just want to have fun. Girls you just want to have fun. So I was wearing like a black dress in the photo and I felt like it was time for springy, but then I realized I'm wearing a black dress in my new photo too. But it's flooded with sunlight. But it's flooded so. with sunlight, so... I love black. Confessions with Kimber. Confessions with Kimber. Okay. So this is, okay. I didn't explain what this was. You can upload a video as your profile picture now mm-hmm. up to seven seconds. Yes. But you can, can only watch it if you are on the person. Yeah, profile. it's just like a, you get to pick the stock photo that you want. I for. don't want to derail this list that you're running down. But do we think any of this stuff is going to help Facebook? Do we think any of it is going to help a brand? No, this is, so this is basically what Facebook is doing to remain relevant. So that's what the name of the article should be. Yeah. (laughs) While everything, all of their users, 1.6 billion of them are changing how they interact with the platform Mm -hmm. and how they interact with Instagram and how they interact with Periscope and how they are on Twitter. And so does then that affect that whole, like you have like people need to be engaging with your posts for you to see it or you even if they are engaging you have to put ad dollars behind it for them to like is that still a thing knowing totally. that still a thing i feel like i feel like they would be sharing 
They would be showing people brands and videos and accounts in their newsfeed over like family or I don't know. I would just be interested in seeing. I think people are uploading less personal. They're items. posting a lot. So you are like seeing articles more businesses. And, you're seeing yeah. more articles. Yeah. You're seeing more shared articles or. Yeah. Like I said before, like the funny pictures. Like, I don't remember the last time I uploaded a photo to Facebook. Do you think that's a natural yeah. progression though? Because I don't think it's really cool to do statuses about yourself anymore. It's not. It's not. And when people do that, we judge them. Yes. Like, like what I'm are feeling, you looking at me for? <laughs> like, I'm so stressed out today and my life is just so awful and you're just like, unfriend. Right. I like to unfriend people on their birthday. Helpful tip. Oh, it they is to notice. clean up your Facebook. They won't notice. It pops up. You say, I don't know that person. I'm not going to wish them a happy birthday. Unfriend. Wait, do you get notifications when you unfriend people now? No, you get notification oh, when good. it's their birthday. Oh, right, right. So if it pops up, Kimber's birthday is today, and I say, I don't want to wish her a birthday. I'll unfriend, unfriend her. Got it. You are. that. You are cold-hearted. That's I'm why you didn't cry <laughs> during that video. <laughs> I you know. Got, you got ice in your veins. <laughs> But Kelly, I must say, Kelly uploaded really cute pictures of her son, whose birthday is today. It is yeah. today. Happy it is birthday, today. Coop. Birthday, I think Cooper. I still think people upload pictures quite often. But that's like Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. no wonder. I'm personally trying to get off of Facebook and onto Instagram. I love Instagram. You don't Instagram too much. Yeah, you don't. I don't Instagram too so much, that's but a big I job love, like, going through Instagram. She's nosy. I'm, yeah. I think it's a, I think the reason I like Instagram so much more than Facebook is because it's simple. It's faster, and it's uncomplicated. It's yep. And it's clean. Mm-hmm. Facebook is becoming cluttered with just random crap. And I feel like yeah. Facebook is so, um, like, mean. <laughs> like, people share, like, be <laughs> <laughs> just silenced to that response. <laughs> Maybe it's just because Continue. it's an election year, but I feel like people post yes. like mean yeah. things and people yeah. are so mean. And I feel like on Instagram, it's all just happiness. And maybe I've done a better job of filtering out. Yeah, maybe yeah. I've just more carefully chosen. Or maybe because the people that are sharing the kind of mean things on Facebook aren't on Instagram. True. Truth. Because they only know how to use Facebook. Because <laughs> they're, they're not millennials. I think the I little, um, I think the new responsive smileys though are great. That's fine. I use those all the time. I do, do too. You? I've never used them. React. I, I think it's. I react. I react, I'm react too. Virgin. Oh. I, react. I always do love. You do love or wow. <laughs> or I do. See, I don't think I've. I've never used the wow or the angry yet. I've never used angry. I've never used sad. Oh, I've used that. Alyssa is loving and wowing all over Facebook, so yeah. maybe it's not such a mean place anymore. Yeah, I mean, share the love. All right, do we have any other We're thoughts on saving saving Facebook from itself? I'm good. Okay. So I'm bringing the final topic to the table. Please. <laughs> Please. This is too much of a buildup. Um... <laughs> Because it's all about the appropriate length of your blog posts. Uh, Hold on, let me go take a nap really quick. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, (laughs) and you know this is a boring topic because it was brought by our our SEO specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Clarify which one. Clarify which one. Just kidding, Shaw. Just kidding. Um, No, we're not. No, I mean, it's something that we've been talking about 
a lot. We've, we've had clients ask us the question, you know, how long should my blogs be? You know, we have had one client who said, I want all of our blogs to be like 2,000 words. Um, we've had <coughs> clients that have said, please make the blog shorter because this takes me too long to proofread. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> striking a good balance. And, if, you know, if you, if you type how long should my blog posts be into Google, you're going to get so much feedback, differing feedback. So finally, we just decided to kind of tackle this ourselves at Tower. Um, and we're going to be doing some testing on our own blog throughout the month of May. And we're going to be doing less blogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing longer blogs. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, you know, jump into analytics. And we're going to see how the new format, you know, fared against um, what we had been doing previously. And not to say we're doing, like, little tiny blog posts right now. I mean, we're probably at about, like, 700, 800 words and we're going to make the jump to over a thousand. So we'll see how that goes. I think, I think what we are, I always think it's a fine line because, you know, research and studies show that longer content gets linked to more Mm -hmm. and people will stay on your site longer, but it's totally the opposite of what we were saying, like the attention span. Right. Right. But I know like myself and I, I think Alyssa said it too. If I open up a article and I have to scroll yep. and scroll, I'm, I'm kind of out. And maybe I just have a really short attention span. I think but. for me, it's that the what I'm getting, like pocket sent, so pockets where you can like bookmark and save articles for those Which of you who aren't familiar. you can do on familiar. Facebook now. It's amazing. Pocket. So pocket Facebook. sends me, <laughs> based on the things I've clicked on before and based on things that I've read before, they send me a list every day of things that you might want to pocket for later. And I find that the articles they send me are so on point with exactly what I want to be reading that I'm more invested in those articles. But only because they're, they're, hand-picked, they're for hand-picked for Kimber and they're super relevant. And that's why I'm invested. Confession. But I feel like a lot of content, it, sometimes you feel like it's you don't know what's going to work and not going to work yet. It's not like every person that comes to your site, you know that they're going to be interested in it. You am hope, I making, am I you hope that they're interested because yeah. they've had the click, yeah, say click through, well, but you know, they, they saw that blog title somewhere, either in search results or through an email. So something piqued their interest. We're just going to find out if they're presented with, with more content when they get there, how will they respond? What, yeah. what types of increases are you looking for? Like time on site, you're mm-hmm. looking that to be longer, you're looking for... Are you looking for them to go to more pages in their visit? So, uh, you know, yeah, because a longer content would ideally have more internal linking, more Mm -hmm. opportunities for internal linking. I think another um, signifier that we're looking for, this one could take a little longer, is that research has shown that longer content is linked to more often. Yes. So other sites would pick up these articles and link back to us. That's not something we're going to see in this first month, but you know, that's another like signifier that we could, you know, use to And plus longer articles generally have just more opportunities for keywords that people are searching for. That was my So question. for Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined it. Go, Go ahead. Ahead. Ask your question. My question was, and I think you were going to answer it. Right now, the blogs that we write are focused on a specific long tail keyword. Mm-hmm. 
how do you write over a thousand words for one focus keyword and keep it relevant without kind of like how <laughs> right. does that we'll let you know at the end of May <laughs> like I'm just you wondering to... like how that changes how you write optimized blogs well you should always still have a focus keyword but it's also about using different variations of that keyword okay you know, you don't have to... Ju- I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of a keyword up the top of my head, and I, I'm like drawing a total blank. Children's shoes. Yeah. Children's shoes. It's a horrible keyword, but we'll go with <laughs> It's not long to kill enough to get there. not long enough, but, you know, you could do, like, shoes for children, or shoes for girl children, or shoes oh. for... <laughs> or flip-flop, like, specific shoes. So, like, flip-flops for girls, or... and. You can use those in different <laughs> variations throughout the content. I don't know why are you laughing. Because so. I am forever typing in my Google search bar, where can I find <laughs> shoes for my girl child? <laughs> Please, whatever you do, you can do take not Kimber enjoy. away from Webmaster Tools, but you can't take Webmaster <laughs> Tools from Kimber. So oh don't God. use that keyword ever. Getting us back on track a little bit. <laughs> So I found this one blog post and they kind of like broke down different <laughs> sorry, different blog lengths and kind of said like what they're good for. So they said um, this chart shows that if you want to get a lot of comments, you should write short posts. Short posts. <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll, I'll wait. I'll wait, Kimber. I'm turning off your microphone right now. You're out. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, if your goal is to like have a lot of interaction with your blog posts, then in that instance, maybe shorter is better. As you get into that middle ground, kind of what we've been using previously, no less than 350, you know, that's going to be better for social shares and the search engines are going to pick up on that a lot better. And then once you get over a thousand words, then that's when you get the social shares you get the link backs to your article. And it's really just what you want the purpose of your blog post to be. And I hate every single person in this room right now. <laughs> I'm not doing anything you're wrong. Not. You're not. You're a the peach. the first time ever. You're a peach. <sighs> so anyway. Yes, Kelly, I agree with what you just said. This is... So you'll, just, you'll have Mattis to check in. Back. You'll have to check in again at the end of next month and see Mike how Mattis our, will be uh, back on our next podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's never going to trust us again. <laughs> That's okay. He couldn't have reined you guys in any better he than I have. He would be giggling too. I don't know why I laughed. He's a giggler. I'm tears like running down my face right now. It's okay. the worst keyword I've ever. <laughs> well, I seriously. You're crying. You're crying at your own effort. <laughs> I seriously hope that no one was truly interested on the proper length of blog posts because you've learned <laughs> nothing. <laughs> the and I think is with that, I think with that, we are going to wrap up this episode of Tower After Hours. You may not hear any of us on air again. <laughs> Because we've all been fired. This may be the first and the last all-girls tower after yeah. hours podcast that we will ever so, have. So, say your goodbyes. Alfita said. <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. And you'll hear someone from tower next month. <laughs>